Well, welcome to the Online Journey podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here for another special and amazing week. You guys are in for a treat. I have an amazing special guest this week. She blows me away every time I hear her talk or do her card polls. She just has so much insight. I have Demi Jacobs. She is a women's mentor and energy healer. And she really can see the holes in your business and your energy that you are putting out there and just really help you rearrange things and step into a new portal. So, so excited to have you here, Demi. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Courtney. Appreciate you having me on. Yes. Um, I'd love for you to just get started by telling everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name is Demi Jacobs, and I'm a women's guide, mentor, uh, use the word coach if you like, but what I really love to do is guide women home to themselves, back to that home within themselves from that place of love and compassion. I feel like that's just such a beautiful foundation for us to be able to build the rest of our life on, and so uh, I use a lot of different methods to get women there, but the foundation is that we use you and your body as our guide and we tap into the wisdom that you hold within you to unearth what is ready to be unearthed that's so amazing it's so beautiful we live in such a world of shames and shoulds and so many people myself included were taught to like create your life through shames and shoulds um i'd love to hear like how do you help people use their body to be their guide yeah, so I have a method that I use called somatic exploration, and this is a method, it's a meditative exercise that I walk people through. So if somebody comes to me with, there's a lot of different ways that we can look at it, but if they say, you know, I'm, I'm feeling blocked in my business, I'm feeling like I'm not being seen. And so we walk through a meditative exercise and we experience where in your body are you holding this belief that I'm not seen or I'm not heard. And based on what the body shows us, we really dive into that. We look at it, we give it identity, we listen to it, we allow it to speak and we ask it what it needs. And a lot of times in asking what it needs, it then begins to dissolve. It then begins to move the energy shifts because we have a new understanding that when we aren't feeling seen in our business or in our relationships, that there's a need underlying that is not being met. And we find ways to fill that need for ourselves. So the power comes back to the client, the power comes back to the woman, and she understands that she then has the ability to validate herself. And whether or not somebody sees her doesn't have anything to do with her own worth. So that's just one example of how we do that. That's so beautiful. I was actually just talking to a friend yesterday um, about how coaches will talk about mindset work, mindset work, mindset work. But like mindset work isn't really tapping into your body and the feelings in your body. And I believe that when we let our body lead and our mind follow is when we can really follow our path. But we're taught like fix the mind so it can know where to go. What are your, I guess, kind of thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, there's this beautiful co-creation between the brain and the body that happens, right? Where a lot of people use affirmations like I am strong, I am strong, I am strong. And it's like, sure, I can have that thought, but if my nervous system isn't wired around the idea that I am strong and my body is lighting up and telling me all of these reasons that I'm not strong, what happens is that the subconscious re mind remembers. And so even if we are not consciously thinking of times when we didn't feel strong, the body remembers that the body keeps the score. And so when the brain and the body are not working together, that's why a lot of people have trouble manifesting. That's why a lot of people have trouble with the belief that they are strong because they're not feeling it in their body. They're not feeling it in their cells. And so there is that co-creation of, okay, I, I want to feel strong. I want to feel powerful, but my body is not catching up. And so this is where the work that I do is really impactful to be able to tap into the body and remove that resistance and not just remove it, really heal and integrate those parts. I love parts work, those parts who don't feel strong so that they can then feel strong, powerful, and they become a working part of the whole. Yeah, we have so many stories from when we grew up that are just so ingrained in our bodies and like the way we do things. And we think the same thoughts over and over and we walk the same paths most days. And especially working from home now, you know, a lot of things aren't different. So we're trying to see a different result, but doing the same things every day. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's so many beliefs that we don't even know that we hold, you know, and it just comes from unpacking from a space of curiosity. Uh, I always tell people, let's do this from a space of curiosity, not from a space of deficiency, because we don't want to be in that space of lack when we do this work. We want to be in this space from a place of power and understanding that we have a choice in this. Yeah, that's so beautiful because we often are taught to go at healing from this place of I am broken. I need to be fixed. Something's wrong with me. Um, and I feel like that's a, a message that's kind of put out there, like work with me because you are broken. And I know we were talking before we turned on the mic about how things are just really changing and coaches are showing up in a different way. And um, can you just talk about kind of what you see in like the coaching industry right now and how things are shifting? Yeah. So the, the story that I had told before we turned on the mic was, you know, being that I am an energy person and I want to preface it with this, that we are all empaths. We are all meant to feel and experience what those around us are feeling and experiencing. And a lot of people are waking up to that, you know, and so where even for generations, and this is stuff that is coded in people's cells and DNA and in their epigenetics, where they just come out of the womb shut down because where they're, where they're being created from is so shut down. And so they step into this world, some people shut down and some people completely open. And for whatever reason, either we remain shut down and, and create bigger barriers or through just feeling so much and not having the space to explore that in a healthy way, it feels overwhelming. And so we shut down. 
So what's happening in this big collective shift is that people are waking up to the energy. People are waking up to just being able to feel what other people are experiencing. And so in the coaching industry, what I'm seeing is that there is a lot of, there's also a lot of awakening there. So the story that I told was that there was a seven figure coach, um, who I happened to come upon her, her video and I couldn't get past the energy that she was laying out. Her words seemed perfectly aligned and happy and helpful, but we could, I could just tell that her nervous system was so overloaded and overwhelmed that I couldn't even watch the video. And I feel like this is happening so much where, uh, and I see it, you know, with women just starting out where it's like, they want to be seen, they want to be heard in this coaching world, and they, they want to, they have, have beautiful gifts to share, but their nervous system isn't aligned around it. And the energy that they are either putting off or blocking themselves from receiving in return is keeping them stuck in their business. It's keeping them from really being able to even receive the clients. So even if they are outputting incredible information, they are not in a state of receiving in return because their nervous system is locked up. And that's how I see it in their energy as well. So so I feel like nervous system healing is starting to become like a big, I feel like it's kind of moving towards the trend of 2022. And a lot of people are starting to talk about it. And if people are like, oh, I know I need to start some nervous system healing. Like, where do you recommend people just get started with it? Honestly, breath work and meditation is one of the best places to, um, to begin. And in a session with one of my clients, I had already begun to be shown that my work was moving into nervous system regulation um, a few months ago, which I've been doing that work without really talking about nervous system regulation for several years through hypnosis and release work, but really just getting into the, the space where your spinal cord meets your brain stem and breathing into that space feeling that space become loose and relaxed, really using visualization is a great way to start, um, to start somewhere. And, and then, you know, from that space, having a guide who is number one trauma informed, because a lot of what we're holding in the nervous system that is keeping it frozen and stuck is trauma, whether it's current life trauma, past life trauma in my world, I believe in multiple realities existing at once. So there are a lot of different things that can impact the nervous system. And so having a guide who is trauma informed, who can hold you through that is really important. Yeah, there's so much trauma and it's interesting too, because people would be like, oh, I've never been through trauma, but like your body keeps trauma. Can you kind of talk about like how your body will take on trauma and like what it believes traumas are? Yeah, absolutely. So one of my favorite examples, um, of what we call like a little T a little trauma is I have a friend who is an incredible trauma therapist. She raises her kids. Well, she's 
the conscious parents, all of those beautiful things. Her daughter, at one point, she was maybe eight or nine years old. And she had said to, to her daughter, because she was just giving mom grief about getting out the door or something like that. And mom turned and said, you used to be so good. What happened? And not meaning anything major by it, just you used to listen better. Like, why aren't you now? And so her daughter took this on as I am bad. And then began to look at life through this perceptive lens of I am bad. And so her behavior really shifted. And so those are little traumas. And then, you know, so we can shift our perceptive lens based on these beliefs about ourselves. And then our body responds constantly from this space of I am bad. And so we then shut down because if I'm bad, nobody wants to be around me. And so that's where that's an example example of maybe a nervous system shutdown or a nervous system freeze, um, where the big traumas, you know, sometimes people are in that constant state of hypervigilance, constantly needing to scan the room. Your chest always feels tight. Your stomach is in a knot. Um, those are examples. You have racing thoughts. Those are examples of how um, it may be held in the body. Yeah. Um. What are just like little things that you would recommend people would do kind of throughout the day if they are like, if you don't have time to sit down and do breathwork and meditation, or maybe they do it in the morning. Like what are just little things people can put into practice to kind of start to help relax their body a little bit more? Yeah. So tapping is really effective. Um, just even you can do this in a meeting. You can do this if you are a professional and you are in with clients, that sort of thing. Just having your hands on your legs and tapping slowly one hand and then the other hand back and forth, kind of just real soft and gentle. This is bilateral stimulation, and this just helps to begin to regulate the nervous system. Um, there's a practice called EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing, uh, and this is the whole preface of that. It is the bilateral stimulation, which I'm no expert in um, any of that, but it is about regulating the nervous system, about regaining balance between the hemispheres of the brain. Because what happens whenever we experience trauma is that the brain gets on a loop. The brain gets on a loop. And so we're constantly replaying over and over this trauma as if it's happening in the present, even though we are completely safe in the present, everything is fine in the present. Um, so whenever you begin that bilateral tapping, it is one way to just begin to regulate and never underestimate the power of just getting your feet on the floor. Like it doesn't have to even be any type of breath work or meditation with it. It's simply just noticing that your feet are on the floor, noticing that you are sitting or standing in one place. And if you want to take it even farther than that, just notice five things in the room around you. Notice the colors of objects, notice the shapes, the textures, anything like that just to help people ground and get back into the moment. Yeah, grounding is so important. And I love to travel, but I notice it just makes me so ungrounded. Um, and just like learning to ground myself better when I travel, I feel like it's a practice that I need to pick up because you just you are so out of your routine and you don't think about it and you're just constantly go, go, go. But then I get home and I'm just like so disoriented for so long. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like I said, it's really as simple as getting your feet on the floor and really just taking a few breaths into yourself. You know, meditation is just becoming aware of it's becoming aware of what's around you, becoming aware of your body and, you know, two to three minutes of that is beneficial. Amazing. So if people are sitting here and they're like, oh, I'm feeling stuck in my business. Like what are some ways that like, how does kind of business somatics play into that? And like, what are common things that you see for people that are just like kind of sitting there stuck and they just don't feel like they're moving forward at all in their business? Yeah. Well, a lot of people who find me and who are interested in business somatics and business energetics, they understand that the work that they are here to do is so much bigger than them, that they are meant to be impactful in big ways. And so when people become stuck in their business, it's because they're trying to figure it out on their own. It's because they're not leaning into the trust of what else is around them. They're call it higher power, spirit, universe, whatever. But knowing that we are constantly guided in our business. And so with business somatics, what I like to do with my clients who feel stuck, and even if they don't feel stuck, because sometimes we just aren't stepping into our fullness, we could be stepping in so much more, so much more is being given to us, we're just not aware of it yet. So with business somatics, it's about giving your business identity. It's about understanding that as entrepreneurs, we are not our business. We are a brand ambassador. We are the CEO of our business, but you are not your business. Your business has its own desires, its own values, what it wants from us. And so what I like to do, like I said, is just give the business identity. And then we check back with the client to see, okay, what's my resistance to where I'm being led to. Um, so for example, I have a new phase of my business that I will be rolling out. And when I tapped in and asked my business, what it wanted to be called, the, the response is universal healing. That is something that was never even in my awareness. And I asked it several times and I got that big, yes, big, yes, big, yes. And so it's about learning how to trust that. And now that I've decided, okay, I'm going to trust this and I'm having communication with my business. It's showing me so much more and it feels incredibly easy. And that's the ease part, right? It feels like, oh yeah, this would be really easy where it's, I don't have to be in hustle mode. I can really be in that lean back ease energy, you know, and that's one of the beautiful spaces of business semantics is that, and I know that it's all the rage right now talking about like the divine masculine and feminine energy in your business and learning to balance that. And we can really simplify that by just listening, by just tuning in, by not feeling like we have to have all the answers, but, and this is more Courtney's specialty, trusting, right? Trusting ourselves that we can lead ourselves to through whatever we're being shown and show up in the way that we're meant to show up. So, yeah. And I think it's interesting too, like you're talking about, you know, that's where the ease comes in. And I think like ease and femininity and business got so like blown up and like all these people were very bought into it. And I think feel like this belief was born that ease means I don't have to put in the hard work. 
Um, so can you talk about like what your definition of ease in business is? Cause I don't like, I want to make sure that people actually understand what ease of business means versus hustle mode. I feel like people are like, if I'm putting in hard work, that means hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Hard work doesn't mean hustle. Um, for me, what it means is learning the balance between I'm not burning myself out chasing a method that doesn't work for me and trying to make it work when clearly it doesn't because again nervous system regulation is everything if your nervous system isn't regulating around what you're doing then it's not going to be as impactful as it could be and you're going to feel really crummy like in the in the flow of it not to say that you can't make money but a lot of entrepreneurs, sure, we're in business because we want to make money, but we also want the freedom. Most people who are entrepreneurs want the freedom of being an entrepreneur. So um, with the feminine and the masculine energy, it's about learning where it's aligned. It's about learning, okay, today I feel really called to do these foundational structured spaces that my business needs to grow and thrive because your business does need structure to grow and thrive, right? So if it's within what you work with, is my CRM in place? Do I have spaces where, uh, how's my payment system coming in? You know, those sort of foundational spaces. And then the ease comes in our creativity. It comes in being able to be playful through this. And the more we have that structured masculine space as the foundation, the more we can be playful in our business, the more we can relax and receive. And the ease also comes in, well, I already said it, in just allowing yourself to be playful in this. You know, so many of us take it so seriously. And of course, in the realm of work that I do, I'm very serious in that space with my clients, but we also laugh a lot. We also look at, at some of these hard things with curiosity and playfulness and from this different perspective. And, you know, I came from corporate as well. I, I did um, management and corporate for about 10 years and what I noticed in 2018 was that I just couldn't handle it anymore. I was driving to work every single day in a panic attack. And this is, you know, at that point I was teaching yoga. I was teaching meditation. I was doing energy work and I had all of the resources, but being in that constant hustle mode had my, had my nervous system completely dysregulated you know, and then for a while, I really like shifted the scales and went into relaxation mode. But the energy of what is around universally right now is really about bringing us into balance where a lot of people are talking about, oh, the rise of the divine feminine. No, she's just reemerging. Like she had the power in the ancient times. She was the leading force. And then with you know, the coming of Christ and the shift to the patriarchy. And, you know, we got into this very wounded masculine type of energy. And now it was uh, the end of 2020, the end of 2019, um, 2019, where that shift of divine feminine came back into play. And she's not here to take over. She's here to bring back balance. And so understanding that this isn't about just laying around in your bathtub and making 
making a million dollars. This is about learning that balance inside of yourself. This is about becoming your own twin flame. And, you know, cause that's another buzzword or buzz phrase right now, like the twin flame, like you are your twin flame. This is about you coming into balance and regulation with yourself that will translate into your business that will translate into impacting others. So I don't know if that was what you were looking for, but that's what you got. (laughs) It's interesting that you say like the rise or the return of the divine feminine happened in the end of 2019. And then the whole world shut down in 2020. Like it feels not very coincident, you know, like it's very, I mean, I feel like the world had to slow down. I mean, it was going so fast that nobody could even like feel or see anything. And there were some people that rose up from that and some people that got addictions because they didn't want to face that. But, um, I know for me, the year of 2020 was actually a pretty magical year. Like it's the year I was able to start my business and, I wouldn't have been able, I feel like to really get started and create the traction without everything else stopping. Cause I just had too much going on with my full-time job and then trying to have a social life and date and do all those things. And I just bought my house. And like when the world shut down, it was like, I have a crap ton of free time. So I'm going to work on my business. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, how can we always see the blessing, right? How can we always see the benefit? Because no matter, there's always that polarity in the world where we can look at either side of it. And so for those who have chosen to look at it as something that can create a big shift in their life, as people like us know, it, it has been that, you know, and it has been just being able to reassess what's important and what's not. So. Um, I realized I didn't ask you this and maybe uh, there's probably people who don't know what business somatics and energetics even mean. Would you explain that? Yeah. Um, so business somatics, I'm not sure. I actually had um, a woman that I work with. She's like, oh, you're doing business somatics. And I was like, yes. And I've never heard of it before. Um, But the basis of it is just that giving your business identity, separating yourself from your business, understanding that there's always a connection, but separating your own energy and your own persona from the persona of your business and learning how to tap into the needs of your business. When we're then moving into the energetics piece, it's more about where are the spaces that are weighing your business down? What are the spaces that would energize your business? And again, going back to that space of trust and knowing that when you're called to soul work, you're not the you have helpers in the other, in the invisible realms. Like you have angels and guides and ascended masters who are working on your business when you're not working. And so being able to trust that. And there's, I have a few examples um, with my clients where they just, they didn't, and it almost happened for them where they were hustles, high achievers. Like they, they were go, go, go all the time. And they kind of just got stopped. And up to that point, we had done some work around like trust and letting go of, you know, that hustle mode. And they were shown 
that their business is working for them, even when they're not working. So it's one of those spaces where it's like, yes, there were some hard things for them to deal with in their human life, but their business was still working for them. And I think that that's one of those spaces that entrepreneurs have such a hard time with is understanding that you can just let your business be sometimes. It doesn't need your hand in it all the time. There have been so many spaces where I've checked in with my business and I'm like, but I haven't written a post for like a week and a half. You know, I haven't put in, put anything. I haven't made an invitation. And they're like, just sit down, go rest, go relax. You know, and that's like me being in my feminine and that's a healing space for me because I am a high achiever. I want to always be in the flow of it, but it's learning that balance for me too, that it's okay for me to take my foot off the gas. It's still coasting. And what happened, like, and I already knew it, it, it what I was being shown is, you know, after the solstice, because I work I work with the energy of the seasons. I work with the energy of the moon cycles in my business. And what I was being shown is after the solstice, the energy will return. But for these couple of weeks until then, you really just need to rest. And I woke up probably December 23rd. I knew the name of my program. I knew how long it would be. I knew how much I was charging. I knew what my payment plans were. I had the foundations of what it looked like. And there you go, you know, but it's learning how to trust those spaces and ride the wave of it. You know, so many times I'm like, I just slow down for a few days. I'll say to my client and they're like, I can't, I have so much to do. It's okay. Like it'll still be there. What if you just slow down? I can't. And then I get them to slow down and they're like, oh my gosh, I got all these new ideas. I'm like, yes, they can't come while you're like being crazy. And I feel like so many of us create these businesses to, to have our business support us. And then we make ourselves just like a cog in the wheel. Um, one of my favorite things to do with my clients, especially clients with bigger businesses, is write out an org chart and show them all the places they have put themselves in this org chart. Like you want to be the CEO, but then you also are at the bottom and in the middle, like you're on every level of the org. And it's like, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I'm sure that's like, like eye-opening to them. Yeah. yeah. You're like, okay, if you put your plug yourself in every point of it, then you make, I feel like two people become so attached to their business needing them that they don't want their business to not need them. It becomes part of our identity, especially when we built it ourselves and like built this huge business. It's like, I built this business. Like it is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's learning to understand that you're valid and worthy regardless of that business. And I think that a lot of people and entrepreneurs look to their business to validate their worth. If I can help all these people, if I can make this kind of impact, then I'm worthy. But, and so I have to make sure, you know, getting to the level of client that you work with in, inside the organization, I have to be on every level of it to make sure that it's running right. So I have to have this control all the time to make sure that it doesn't fall because then my worthiness is compromised, right? So it's learning to understand also that like you're valid, worthy, and amazing regardless of this business. I tell my client all the time, um, make all the money you want, get everything you want, and then the real work starts. Yeah. 
because it's like, oh, well, once I have the money, I'll feel good. Once I have the house, I'll feel good. Once I have this, I'll feel good. And then they're like, oh, I don't feel good. You know? And it's like, there's just such a belief of like, once I get these things, I just did a post in my group. And it was like, once you make X amount per month, like, how do you think you'll feel? And it was like peace, security, freedom, relaxed. And I was like, can you, are you allowed to feel this way without the money? And they're like, no, like the money is what will make me feel that way. And for so long, I felt that way. I remember when I got my job at Wells Fargo, I was like, once I make six figures, I'll feel so good. And I got a six figure job and I was like, I don't feel good. You know, like there's just this belief ingrained in us that like, once we get X, um, can you talk about like how you see that in, I feel like it blocks people from getting those things because our brain and our body too, is like protecting you. Cause you won't feel that like that thing won't make you feel that way. It can support those feelings if you already cultivate them inside of you, but you're blocking them when you're expecting things to give you feelings. Yeah, I agree totally um, that you are blocking things when you expect them to give you what you need. And there's, there's two sides to this. So the high achiever in us, and we've seen it, you know, over and over, like there's a whole lot of people who haven't done inner work, who have a lot of money, you know, but they're usually the people who are not good business people. They, they have a bad name for themselves. Um, not always, but, you know, or you can just see that they are unfulfilled or you hear stories later after, you know, they've passed of how unfulfilled they were in that. And so the, you know, there's the side of the high achiever gaining the money, like you said, and not feeling so you can do it that way. Absolutely. Um, and then the other side of it is, you know, when we don't feel the value in ourselves to begin with, and we don't have that high achiever in us, um, and that, that can come out a lot of different ways. A lot of people get blocked by their perfectionism because they feel like what they have to put out there is perfect. So their perfectionism is actually there as a protector because they don't want to be seen really, even though they're trying to make everything perfect, they actually don't want to be seen. So they use their perfectionism as a scapegoat. And uh, yeah, the, the resistance to it. So back and like, I'm, I'm just totally an open book because I've done tons of my own healing around this. Not so long ago, probably last year, um, before I had moved to higher level mentorship and higher investment mentorship, um, I was charging, you know, hundred dollars a session and one of two things would happen. Well, there were a few things that happened and I was actually going to write some content around this, but first of all, I didn't feel worthy to ask my client to pay upfront before their session. So when they booked with me, I didn't send an invoice until they actually showed up. And then in that anticipation of the session, it was about, wow, what if they cancel? What if they this? What if they that? And it was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, of I had clients canceling all the time. I had people not showing up because I wasn't fully in my worth. First of all, 
I didn't feel lit up about charging $100 per session. I didn't have good boundaries in my business. So when I was charging $100 a, a session and somebody would show up, sometimes I would be with them for over two hours, you know, because I didn't have boundaries in my business because I didn't feel worthy of that. And so I was blocking my own success because I wasn't valuing my own time. I wasn't valuing my family's time because essentially, you know, I have a, a two-year-old, but when I'm taking time away and I was still working a regular job then. So not only am I working a regular job, but I'm also, you know, seeing clients in these off times that I have and taking time away from my family when people are canceling on me all the time. And, and that's just ways that we block ourselves. Like we talked about before we turn the mic on from success, you know, of our beliefs around what we're allowed to have and hold based on our past experiences and what our nervous system is regulating around. So. Yeah. Uh, it's so crazy how there's so many things that we'll just see play out for us. And it's like, Oh, well, I can see how that was protecting me or, um, I heard, a, I've heard a quote before that perfectionism, perfectionism is the lowest standard we can hold for ourselves because we can never achieve it. And it's yeah. like, there's so many ways or procrastination or lack of consistency. I remember when I first found out I was a manifesting generator. Um, they talk about how consistency is really hard for manifesting generators. And we tend to not be consistent, but are able to get results from that consistency, which I feel like is fully true once you establish a base. But I think I took that and was like, I don't need to be consistent. And it's like, consistency can differ in so many ways too. I need to consistently show up for my business, it's a business. Like I need to work on it every day. And maybe I don't have to do the same exact thing every day, but like you still need to show up every day. And I feel like there are things that people learn and they're like, oh, okay. Like that's a reason I don't, well, if I like think all my posts need to be perfect. And since they're not, I just won't do them. And it's like, well, now you're just holding yourself back in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you bring that up because I was actually thinking of this last night. I'm a generator and I constantly have like ideas, like things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And um, in, in this new phase of business that I'm stepping into with universal healing, it's calling me into something that would need to have more consistency to it, that would have to have a little more structure. And so it's about understanding also like that am I sabotaging myself by telling myself I'm a generator and things just, I'm just not consistent with things and that's okay. Or is that a form of sabotage for me? I think that it is for me personally, you know, having this awareness of self, but also understanding that's that space of like, we get to continue to do the things that light us up. And so if having this awareness now and understanding if I, if I get rolling with this new phase of my business and I get burnt out, that's time for me to pivot, you know? And so having that healthy balance of understanding how we operate, um, but also not using it as an excuse. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like the more you understand yourself, the more you can like really use that, but like, yeah, don't let it hold you back from stepping in and like fully owning your business. And 
so many people are like, oh, well, now I don't have to do it that way. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, you don't have to, but like, are you coming up with a different way to still get the result instead of just saying, eh, like, I'll show up when I want to, I'll show up when I feel like it. Cause if we show up when we feel like it, we don't ever build that habit where it feels good more often. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I, that came up when you were saying that kind of going back to that masculine feminine energy in business is I was never really structured with my business. I've been in business for, well, I've been doing healing work for about eight years. I've been in what I would call like business business for the last three. And I didn't have good structure. Like I, I won't pretend that I did. Um, it's been within this last like year or so that I've understood how important structure is. And what I realized is that my resistance to structure was also resistance to masculine support. It was Mm -hmm. resistance to allowing myself to feel worthy of support, allowing myself to feel worthy of, um, just having those things in place of having a business of actually having a business and being the CEO of my business you know, so, um, that just came up when you started to talk about that and, and being worthy of showing up for something that I've created, you know, I heard something recently that I thought was interesting that our nervous system is used to our current habits. And so the things that are bad for us are often like the things that feel good on our nervous system. And when we're starting to create new habits or create things that are maybe healthier for us or move into this new like structured business, our nervous system actually like freaks out and tries to stop us, which it's like, oh, that makes so much sense. But I think it's interesting because people are just like, oh, it's just, it doesn't feel good. So I'm not going to do it that way. But it's like, it's just learned in our body to do it maybe the wrong way or not. I don't want to say wrong way, but an unhealthy way for us. Yeah. And it's important too to remember that there are things that maybe we did a year or two years ago that were healthy for us at that state of our unfolding, at that level of our development. But as we grow, shift, and change, and a lot of us are being forced into that, whether whether you want to or not, like it's happening. So you can either choose to come with it and go with the flow or be resistant and make it harder. But as you grow and change, what used to work for your nervous system isn't going to work now. And so it might feel uncomfortable because of whatever reason, but it is about, yeah, just being consistent in the new development of you. Yeah. Yeah. And just working through that, working through the hard stuff and having support if you need it. And mm-hmm. um, I loved how you talked about when you started to invest in higher level mentors, you started to really make shifts in your business. Can you talk about that? I feel like so many people are like, I'm not making the money I can't invest, or I'm just going to do all these freemiums or low ticket programs. And I mean, I know that there is like some nervous system deregulation in investing, especially if you don't have the money or you invest from this place of fear, which I feel like a lot of marketing is I'm the answer. You need me like creating fear. Um, I guess maybe talk about like what that process is for you and someone who's thinking of investing because that I definitely work with higher level, but I also have some newer level clients and like people are all over the board who listen um, of like, okay, my business isn't getting anywhere. I feel like I need to invest, but I'm scared or I don't have the money or I just, I don't know what, you know, they just feel lost. 
Yeah. We'll never invest from a place of fear. Like I, I don't agree that somebody should do that. If there's fear around what you're doing or you're doing it because I, I have to make this investment or I'll fail. Like you will fail. You will not succeed. I, I don't think that you will because you will. That's one of those self-fulfilling prophecies that you will show up and block yourself and make it not work for you. Um, learning the space, the different space between fear and excitement in the body, you know, excitement is, oh my gosh, like, I, I can't imagine what that would even be like, like, I don't even have evidence that that would be real, but you know, the energy behind an investment like that is much different than, um, this space of lack of, I have to, or else, or anything like that. And Courtney could probably speak more to the human design aspect of it, but learning your, your response system, right? Where I know in my gut, what my gut tells me is what I go with. If it's a yes or a no, I know what that feels like in my body. And um, a simple exercise that I teach people is you just imagine yourself sitting with each decision. Do I picture yourself investing with this person? Do you feel flowy? Do you feel excited? Do you feel expansive? Or when you sit with this person in your inner visualization, do you feel restricted? Do you feel stuck? Do you feel stagnant? That would be a hard no for me, you know? So understanding the difference between the two, and I know that it can seem kind of like woo-woo to make a decision like that, but I have to tell you that that is the way that I've made my decisions the last six months. And I've gone from under 5k a month in my business to five figure, uh, months in business, you know? So that for me was, was a turning point. And this is truly about trusting yourself, right? This is about learning to trust something other than your logical mind, because your brain is always here to try to keep you safe. And so this is that co-creation between brain and body that I talked about at the beginning of this uh, call is learning that your logical mind will always step in and do the thing to keep you safe. But when you learn to lead with your body and lead with your energy, that's where the magic happens. That's where more possibility is created. That's where, um, you know, there's, I've had several examples. So I, I recently enrolled in a high ticket mastermind. Um, it's a year long, zero evidence that the money was going to show up like zero, you know, it was just one of those things, but there was that level of trust. And I think that once you really make that a decision from that space of trusting your energy, trusting your body, and you see that you can trust yourself, it's like game on. Um, and the other thing that I will say is that investing, it's not about investing in the coach. It's about investing in you. It's about you understanding that you are worthy of the 10K investment. You are worthy of whatever, of even the $222 investment. Some people don't feel like they're worthy of that, you know, and that's a, that's a high ticket for some people. And if that's you, like just leaning into your body and if it's a yes, it's a yes you know, and trusting that. So yeah, body lead mind follows. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's a beautiful note to end on. I would love for you to share with people where they can find you and how they can work with you. Yeah, so uh, I have a website, demijacobs.com. You can also find me on Facebook at Demi Jacobs. Um, I have a group, a collective, just for people to come and share in beautiful energy. I do card polls and readings in that group. Um, the group is called the Pre uh, Prevailing Priestess Collective. It's on Facebook. And right now I have an, an offer open for a group program called Decoded. And this is about about changing your beliefs, changing your codes, changing your nervous system and the way that it's wired around your beliefs and stepping into new possibilities. Um, I also teach you some practical ways to utilize energy in your daily life. And we also begin to step into understanding that you are intuitive and opening you up to your intuitive sense uh, within that program. So I have that open. And I also offer one-on-one -on -one mentorship for women who are looking to evolve, whether just in their personal life or their business. And so if you'd like to do that, um, just reach out to me. You can get on my website. There's a contact form there and I'd love to chat. Perfect. And I'll have all those details in the show notes so everyone can get to them easily. And you guys should definitely join her group because her card polls are very insightful and amazing. So thank you so much for spending this time with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And this was lovely. Of course.